Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. My name is Isabel, and I am a new coordinator with the Self-Care Society Project. February is a month that I've always associated with love, for obvious reasons, but always the external kind of love. The love I have for my friends and family. Seriously, I'm the type of person who will make valentines for all of my co-workers, and I don't think I'll ever outgrow it. What I have outgrown is putting an effort to show my love for others without doing the same for myself. Our theme for February is self-love. So pour yourself a cup of your favorite beverage, pick up some discounted Valentine's Day treats, and tune in this month. You might find that there's more to loving yourself than you thought. Today, I want to talk to you all about being patient with yourself. The process of pursuing self-love is like an expedition maybe even an adventure. We're working on adjusting some of the wiring in our brains that has taken years or decades to get there. There might be rust on the edges or pieces that are harder to work with, and it is not going to happen overnight. There's no easy answer or simple solution, and most importantly, no schedule. The love and compassion you have for yourself can be every single day, every hour, or every minute for as long as you live. Now, don't be startled. When I say every minute of every hour of every day, I'm not saying that it needs to be a perfect climb to the top. Self-love includes caring for yourself, expressing yourself, discovering and accepting yourself, and more. It doesn't mean you never have a bad period and you never doubt yourself. Those things are normal. They make us human. What I'm saying is that when things get hard and you start to doubt, That's when you focus on the self-care tools that you're learning. That's when you give yourself what you can to protect your own mental health. I read a quote recently that I think will help explain this idea. It was a Twitter post from Jim Quick saying, On the days you only have 40% and you give 40%, you gave 100%. Give what you can. And don't be mad or disappointed in yourself if it wasn't as much as you thought at the beginning of the day. Who you are at 9 a.m. might be very different to who you are at 5 p.m. Because you can't predict how each day will go no matter how much we all wish we could. As they say, best laid plans. For mental health professionals or social workers like myself, our education teaches us to meet our clients or patients where they're at. And we all need to be willing to do the same for ourselves, whether you're in the same line of work or something entirely different. Again, I'm new here, so most of you who are listening won't know anything about me. 
For that reason, I'll share a bit of my own story today, because self-care has been growing in its importance in my life, but it was not my starting point at all. When I was a college student, I found myself struggling with anxiety and depression that I didn't see coming. I later learned that my mental health challenges were related to some childhood events, which I thought I had completely forgotten. I didn't even realize that I was allowed to call those experiences trauma. I was having panic attacks and even developed a condition called trichotillomania. For me, this presented as pulling out my hair when I was anxious. Throughout college, I went through the motions, got the bare minimum of support that I needed, and managed to graduate on time with a degree in mathematics, even though I did not like math very much before then. Everyone seemed to have an opinion. They told me what work, what would work best for me, and I gave it a shot. Eat a healthy meal? Sure thing. Get a workout in? I'll get two. Get off campus for a break? You betcha. But nothing made the drastic change that I was hoping for. I learned later, and here's some foreshadowing for you, that none of those options really took who I was into account. They didn't work for me. I got myself through it, but cannot honestly say that I was thriving or that I took great care of myself. Rather, my solution was to work four jobs to ensure that I was constantly busy and not left to sit with my own thoughts. In my senior year, a lot of people in my life passed away. A few family members, a couple of friends, and some acquaintances. And I started to accept grief as my new normal. I genuinely believed that I would be miserable forever, so I should just get used to it. As you might be able to tell already, I was not practicing self-love, compassion, care, or patience. Soon after graduating, another person I loved passed away, and this was my breaking point, or turning point, if you want to look at it optimistically. (laughs) I was suddenly back to having panic attacks almost every day. I did not want to get out of bed, and my inner voice was far from kind. Yet somehow the time that I took sitting with my own thoughts gave me an opportunity to think more about myself about who I was and what I was capable of, and about what I wanted for my own life. This is when my self-love adventure began, and it was not nearly as fun as Bilbo Baggins heading off with the dwarves and Gandalf. If you know your Lord of the Rings, then you get it. It wasn't easy, but I started to think about how I could come up with a sustainable long-term plan for learning to love myself, instead of slapping a band-aid on my problems like I had been doing up to that point. I truly started with baby steps, things like putting my socks in the laundry bin instead of scattering them on the floor. It doesn't sound like much, but I remember the process of stepping back, noticing that was an issue every day, and focusing on fixing it every day from then on. Once it became a habit, I moved on to another small thing. I started taking out the trash, cleaning my counters, organizing my space. After a few months, I noticed that my room was clean almost all the time. Eventually, I found a therapist. I was able to find the motivation to apply for and start a new job, and I started considering what I wanted to do in the future, particularly what would bring me fulfillment in life, because that was important to me. I ultimately ended up where I am now, applying to social work graduate programs um, and then getting accepted. 
These small steps became my way of reconnecting with myself and focusing on my needs for the first time maybe ever. I got to know myself as a strong, hardworking, kind person who cares for others and is occasionally clumsy both when walking and speaking, or a little stubborn. I also came to terms with the fact that I can only parallel park in very specific circumstances. Most importantly, I learned what matters to me. Not just the nice habits like keeping my space organized, making time in my mornings to drink a cup of coffee, or giving my dog a hug. I also learned how to step back when something bad happens and recognize that there's more to my life than just that negative thing. In graduate school, if I felt like I could have done better on an assignment or project, I would remind myself that I have a whole life outside of that project, and the results will not determine my worth. When I received some scary news about a loved one, I took a few deep breaths and did the same thing. I stepped back and remembered that there is so much more to my life than this scary situation, and that I've been able to handle hard things before. I reminded myself every single day that the changes I wanted to see in myself were not going to happen overnight. And it all started with practicing patience as my first step. Now, I know I've told a bit of my story today, but there is no guarantee that yours will look the same, and that's okay. Each person's experience with self-love is wholly dependent on their own life experiences, and we're all going to be different from each other. This is why self-discovery is so crucial, because you are the best expert out there on the subject matter, and taking the time to learn who you are and reflect on why will give you opportunities that will be crucial in your new adventure of self-love and self-care. There may be ups and downs, twists and turns, but at the end of the day, the greatest gift you can give yourself might just be patience. And you're never too old or too young to learn this. Thank you so much for listening in today. And I would also like to thank you for engaging with this project and taking this time for yourself. Have a great month, everybody. Take care. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care.